What's up, Jay? What's poppin', brother? Not much, man. How you doing? Man, I'm cool, and I'm cool, and I'm cool. And I heard you want to talk to me. What's good? Well, of course. Always got to talk to you. One of the most passionate in the game. Three solid R&B albums. Why not, right? <laughs> What's up? What's good with you? How you been? How's your family? I'm being good. Trying to stay productive, but it's tough out here. <laughs> hey, man, you know how it go, man. You know. It's, it's yeah. out there. You got to stay safe out there, though. Absolutely. But, hey, now that we have all this free time, figured it'd be a good time just to talk to you, catch up with you, let the fans know what you've got going on. So uh, I'm ready whenever you are. Oh, man, let's get it. Let's get started. So we've got to start out, of course. Let's give a couple of shout-outs here. I don't know if you have any in mind, but got to give a quick shout-out to Darius, your manager. Yes, sir. Uh, Christy, long-time Jay Holiday fan, from what I understand. Right. And uh, Travis Gray, my boy. Your boy as well. <laughs> uh, who you who you just say? Travis Cherry. Oh yeah, Travis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's my brother from another mother, man. Absolutely. So uh, let's get started here. Over the last year or so, you've dropped three records: Twenty Five to Life, Pedals, mm -hmm. and Feels Like. Now let me tell you about Twenty Five to Life. That record right there. You should have continued pushing that one. I love that record. Oh man, I mean, you know, it's. Uh... It's a uh, it's an industry thing, man. I, I heard uh, you talking. Uh, well, I heard y'all had uh, the interview with the music soul child. And he kind of touched on a few of them, but um, yeah, man, the game's changed, man, and uh, it's just not like it used to. But you know, we still out here, and the passionate people gonna always win. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things, man. The way the way music changed, uh, you know, I, I think people want want me to just be raunchy, man. You know, I'm a passionate laid back. You know, I'm I'm real subliminal and clever with my records. It don't have to necessarily just be, you know, straightforward. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, feels like that record right there. That sounds a little different from what I know of Jay Holiday. So just talk about that record a little bit. Um. Well, first and foremost, let me give a shout out to Milk Says. Uh, they actually, they actually are the um, the executive producers on this album that I'm. Well, it's finished, really, but uh, the album that I'm working on now, Time. Um, man, they, we just wanted to, to dibble and dabble and try a couple of different sounds, um, you know, with Bed and Suffocate being so big in the islands and, and stuff like that. You know, we we just wanted to do a more a little up-tempo, you know, a, 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 a more up-tempo record, you know, just to feed the islands for a little bit. Right. Now, I've been texting with Darius back and forth, and he says you have a single on this album that's coming out that he guarantees will be a smash. Can you confirm this? <laughs> oh, of course I can. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a single called Ride. Uh, it's kind of self-explanatory. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, it's what the, the ladies want, man. It's for the ladies, and uh, it, it'll, it'll keep you in the bedroom for a while, that's for sure. All right. <laughs> uh, take me through this whole project that you've been working on. It's been quite some time since Guilty Conscience, you know, what is the mindset with this? Not only, like you mentioned, with the change in the industry, but also the change in yourself as an individual. Ah, uh, man, the process is pretty much still the same, man. Um, I found that I come out with the best works when you focus on one team of people and you're not just trying to do records with this person, that person, this person, that person, you know what I mean? Um, that's why I work so closely with Milk and Sis. I was actually supposed to do the album um, after round two with Milk and Sis, but I ended up doing Guilty Conscious with Lil Ronnie. And, um, so I, I just felt like, one, I owed it to myself, 
you know, because I knew they had some great, some great music and some great sounds for me, and um, I owed it to them because I'm a man of my word. So, you know, that's that's my family. So, you know, but the process is pretty much still the same. Yeah. Now let's go back to that single ride. I know a lot of I'm reading the comments right now. A lot of people are interested to know what that sounds like. Can you give them a sample? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe in a little bit. Maybe you know I'll be trying to hold my cards, man, because you know when you start doing samples, people yeah. They you got the trolls and then they want to come. Oh man, let's let's hurry up and do this song before before you put the song out. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna keep that one close to the cuff for for now. All right, fair enough. So <clears throat> the other aspect of we of of what we like about you not only is it the music, but it's just that you're so passionate about everything stuff right. that you believe in. And a lot of times that gets you in trouble on social media. But from my from <laughs> from our encounters, <laughs> and, right. and I know you, it's like you don't really care what people say about you on social media, and I love that about you. But um, just take me through that mindset because everyone is so caught up in social media these days. Oh man, we're in the soft generation, man. You know what I'm saying? And and a lot of these people, you know, are my age, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older. We're too soft, man. You know, uh, this is this is a world of of opinions and free speech, and um, I've never been uh a bandwagon type of person. I've never been a sheep. You know, I've always been the shepherd. So, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say how I feel. If you don't like it, I mean, you don't have to agree with it. You know, and I may have said some things maybe the wrong way, but my views are my views, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's just sitting in the house and and um, a big example, I feel like uh, there's only a handful of people that are actually really, really winning in urban music, urban black music, you know what I mean? And um, for the rest, of, for the rest, I mean, it, like we a joke to the rest of the world, man. I keep, I'm, a, I'm a continuously say this, you know what I mean? When we're, when we're subject to just being able to stream, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of other genres that they they don't care about no streams, you know? They get the streams, but they don't necessarily care about them, you know what I mean? They're still <laughs> pressing hard copies, they're still doing the posters, they still doing the, all that good stuff, you know what I mean? I just feel like. Uh, you know, uh, we got to more so come together. It's always a competition, but if you look at the competitions from back in the day, they were all competing, but most of them were on the same label. You know what I mean? Yep. If you go back to Motown, you know what I mean? It's so it's just, it's for me, it's more so coming together, making sure that we put out a product that's not going to make us look like we're taking our success for granted. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I think the beauty about your career and a lot of people that came under your generation, you guys have been actually able to develop a long-term fan base. So the people right. that are even tuning into this right now, they're still rocking with you since 2007. Uh, and I don't know oh. if the current generation has that. This quarantine will kill a, a few people's careers, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, right. it's, it's the truth, man. You know what I'm saying? Because people get bored real real fast, man. And uh, I hope everybody's in the, in the studio working and, and putting some, some new material together because by the time this is over, all that material is going to be old, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> with, with, how, with how fast everything moves, you know what I'm saying, so, um, yeah, man, this industry is crazy, man, it's crazy, I love it, though, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nice chess game to play. Yeah, now, I got to talk to you about two items here that pertain to social media that kind of got you in trouble, uh, right. the first one being your, uh, your, your social media moment, uh, being the valet parker. <laughs> being uh, ballet with yeah. jockeys what was going on there <laughs> oh nah man it was so i had a show that night and um i was in atlanta actually and uh we had just pulled up to the hotel and my, my little brother 
uh, Rico Anthony. He had, he had just pulled up, so I went outside to go get him and to grab my clothes out the car so I can go to his room and change. And um, this chick, it, it, what's so funny is I've actually talked to this, the same female that was in the video. I talked to her in DM, and she was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, did, I didn't know it was going to cause that kind of – she really <laughs> didn't know it. She, she was lost. And she just saw two mm -hmm. black people standing outside and just assumed we were ballet, which in itself, like, come on, man. Like, just because we're black, we got to be <laughs> ballet. You know what I'm saying? Right. So in the moment of me making the post that I was making, it, that just wasn't the time to have that interaction, you know. And, I mean, I could have been like, hell no, I ain't no motherfucker. You know, like, but I didn't, you know, I was just like, nah, I ain't, I ain't ballet, baby. Not right here. So, I mean, nah, it wasn't a big thing. I didn't take it no type of way. You know what I mean? Like. At the end of the day, if she needed directions, I would have gave her directions. It didn't matter to me. Right. And then the other encounter that got social media buzzing, made some comments about B5. What happened there? Oh, so this is what happened with B5. Because, you know, I haven't had a chance to talk about it. But yeah. um, it wasn't nothing bad. It's just when you have a team, your team is supposed to have your best interests at heart. You know, um, your team's not supposed to be shady. You know, uh, there's a lot of people out here that have shady teams, you know, but my team isn't one of them. So basically, we had the uh, we had the little tour, you know, coming up, the, the, the TV tour. And um, and basically, you know, things started, you know, the, the, the hype wasn't as big as it was supposed to be, you know, which is, you know, it happens to tours. But uh, we already had some, we have relationships with a lot of promoters and a lot of venues and, and stuff like that. So we already had like after parties and all that set up in New York, you know. So um, from from the way that I got it from my management was, you know, we have a very good relationship with the, the after party that we had in, in New York. With the, the owner is actually who we had the relationship with. And he basically mm -hmm. called us and was like, yo, um, B5's manager just told us to take you off the ticket and put them on the ticket. Mm. And we're like, how you gonna take my after? It's already my after party. Right. <laughs> like, y'all yeah. were welcome to come, but how, you can't have you can't call the owner and tell the owner to take his friend off the off the ticket and put y'all on, you know. So because a lot of people don't know the people behind the scenes, like the managers, like the Darius or the Slows, you know, the, the only person you can go at is the artist. You know, right. so I said what I said, and maybe they didn't understand what was going on. Like, why would he say that? But they know now, mm -hmm. you know. And then right. we actually had a show in Dallas, and um, we still did the show in Dallas for the TV tour. And, you know, Dustin tried to talk to me, but I'm like, ain't no need to talk now. Did you get your information straight? Because I know I, I know why I said what I said, you know. Right. And, um, you know, it wasn't nothing, man, you know. Right. You know, so. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, this is not the first time I've heard of shady stuff going on in the industry. I'm sure you've had a couple of encounters on your own. Last time you mentioned the Guilty Conscience Projects. There was some ulterior motives going on there from other people. How do you keep your mind level-headed throughout all of this and not just quit? Man, age and experience, man. You know, yeah. um, he, he, I reacted with information and he reacted without information, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and people think that, oh, if I get online and say some words that I'll get some some shine. Whenever I say something, it's never directed towards the people that are watching the video. It's directed mm -hmm. towards whoever I'm talking about. You understand what I'm saying? So it's it's not a I don't need the the views and the hits and all that. Like me and Ray J have had a conversation since then and I've talked to his mm -hmm. peoples and 
you know, by me having a close relationship with Ray J, I was upset that he backed out. Mm. And, you know, I explained that to him, like, yo, you knew by you backing out, that was going to mess up the bag. You know, right. at least warn me first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I know what to expect, but um, nah, I mean, it's all good. You know, me and him cool. You know, we did the show in Dallas. I explained to the crowd, man, he wanted to be there. Then the promoter down there didn't even want him on the show no more. It was like, it's, it, man, it's a shady game, bro. It's yeah. <laughs> now, now this throwback tour, I was really excited about this this TV tour. Unfortunately, only one show came out of it. How disappointing was it for you? Because you saw the success that the Millennium Tour had. And I felt like that was, well, first of all, I think you should be on the Millennium Tour. But, you know, to have a tour like that and then just only have one date come out of it, that must have been disappointing. I had a conversation with Gary, too. But anyways, um, G Squared Entertainment, I had a conversation with him about that. But um, it was disappointing because the show that we did in Dallas was actually the only show that we had a, actually had a chance to really do full out. You know, every every artist, including B5, did their thing. You know what I'm saying? It was a sold-out show. And you, it's one of those shows that you have to be there. I don't know why people didn't want to see it or... You know, maybe they were just waiting for the next Millennium Tour. Maybe they should have named it Millennium Tour. I don't know. I think that the actual name of the tour is what messed it up. You know what I'm mm. saying? So, yeah. um, I mean, I, I, I was just disappointed that other states and other cities didn't get a chance to see it because it was, it was a good night. That was, it was right. And IMX, they, they, right. Man, they did their thing, bro. Right. And I got to give you your props because you, Bobby V, and Pleasure P, you guys were one of the first to really come together for a tour. Right. And uh, I think at the time, people didn't get it. But if you had done that tour today, it'd sell out. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have some yeah. more going on. I just talked to uh, to Peter the other day. Um, they about to do this. They're going to finish up Millennium 2020. And then, um, you know, uh, he said that they're putting together another tour for Pretty Ricky. So um, mm. you guys will be seeing me on the stage maybe pretty soon. Awesome. So, you know, I want to take it back to Back of My Lack, your debut album. You know, a lot of people watching this right now, they remember that album. They remember just the hype of that album when it came out with Bed and Suffocate and all those great records. Um, if I can, uh, let me just give you my perspective on that album from when it came out. I was probably around 17 years old then. So I was young, but I just remember, you know, there was a lot of great music coming out from that generation, from Chris, Trey, Mario, Bobby, Pleasure, a lot of a lot of guys. But you kind of came in with this, like, grit, this... I don't even want to call it street R&B, but it was just like a different perspective of R&B. And, um, you know, that's what I gravitated towards. And I think a lot of people here can say the same thing. But if I can, let's go through the, the debut album from top to bottom. Um, I'm going to go through each song and you just quickly, or if you have a story, give me a story on each song from what you remember. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, the first track is Back in My Lack. Oh, man. So Back in My Lack was on my demo that uh we sent to Capitol. So I got that I got I got my I got my dem I mean I got my deal off of Back of My Lap, Fatal, um, another song that had A Ball and MJG on it that never came out. Well we didn't put it on the album. Um and it was a fourth song that was on there. Um I can't remember the song right now. But uh so basically what happened was I was, you know, I was doing a few songs. I had already recorded Ghetto. I was working on, you know, just trying to come from the group to, okay, how do I sit in front of all these people again and explain to them why I'm a solo artist and, you know, uh, why why you should give me the deal, you know? 
And um, so I took a break. I went home to D.C. for like maybe a month. I was like, man, forget it. I was in Atlanta at the time. I said, forget it. I'm going home. I don't know if I'll be back, you know, because I, I was to the point where I was just like, man, I don't know. Maybe I should have stayed with the group, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I went home. And, of course, you know, in, in artist fashion, it's like I still got to find somewhere to record. So I went to uh, to my manager at the time. I went to his cousin's house, Quincy Lowe. And um, I said, yo, just play me a track. He played a track. And I was like, all right, I'm going to write to this. And I wrote to it. And basically, the lyrics of that song is how I was feeling about my career at the time. I was like, give me some, I need some weed and I need some Hennessy and I'm going to write this song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, whatever comes out is what comes out. And I made it literal, man. I was, I was, I was at my wit's end, man. I was about to quit, and the song came out so good. I couldn't wait to get back to Atlanta to give it to my manager. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, listen to this though. And so I right. put on a demo, and um, I mean, from there it was like they flew me out to LA, and that was, that was kind of it after that. Nice. And then the next record is Ghetto. Yeah, Ghetto. So Ghetto was just me finding my sound. You know, I'm a big Marvin Gaye fan, and um. So in the beginning of me finding my own sound, that's where I focused. I said, yo, I want to be the new age Marvin Gaye. And he was very conscious. And I guess that's why my music started coming off like that. Because from back of my lack, everybody's like, oh, man, that's so hood. I wasn't trying to be hood when I did back of my lack. I was like, man, right. I'm getting high, I'm getting drunk, and I'm about to quit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, it just came out like that. But Ghetto was very focused. It was very like, this is where I'm from. Um... For some reason, I guess they think all R&B guys come from the suburbs. I don't know what it is. I guess it's because right. you, you understand right. what I'm saying, right? No, I get it. <laughs> like, so I had to let people know where I was from, you know, what I saw growing up. And um, that's just, you know, I wanted it to sound like a, if, if Marvin was here, what kind of song would he do? And that's what made me do that song. Nice. And then track number three, Thug Commandments. Yeah, Thug Commandments was which was uh, written by, at the time, one of the members of the Clutch, which is, his name is, uh, he's a writer named Balewa, out of, um, oh, I don't know if you are familiar with Balewa, but uh, yep. he's a writer out of uh, New Jersey. And um, it was a song that was actually meant for Jaheen. So, uh, yeah, they work, they work a lot right. together. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to it now, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, I guess Jaheen just didn't want to do it. I, I guess, I don't know. I, I'm not really, I, I can't speak on to why he didn't take the record, but um, it was right down the, the vein of what we were trying to do with my music. So I was like, let me get it. You know, I, I'm quick right. to snatch up a record don't nobody want. Because, you know, I know I know what I'm going to do to it. So I right. mean, that's, that's, what, that's what happened with that. They flew me up to, uh, to New Jersey. We did about maybe five or six songs while I was there, but that was the one that stuck. And so that went into the into the album. Love it. Um, the next one, of course, is Bed. That record took off. Oh, man, Bed? Well, Bed came last. Every, the album was done. And um, we came out with uh, Be With Me. And um, I was getting my buzz, you know, but it was also okay. still that Marvin sound. And I don't think people were really ready for that exactly yet. Mm -hmm. So they were like, oh, this is cool. Duke is saying he's from D.C. All right, this is cool. And um, so it took... You know, that's where a lot of my core fans came from, was with me. And um, so it took, I did a, I did a few, uh, a few, you know, like a few dates around America. And um, 
so it, it peaked at like maybe 80 something on the on the yeah. charts or something like that so we was like oh, we on the charts let's keep going <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's all it takes is get on the charts <laughs> so yeah we hit the chart and it was just like all right well we know we got it so now we just need the record we need that record and um Actually, no. Well, yeah, Bad, Bad was recorded last, but that's not the last song we picked. The last song we picked was Suffocate. But so we was like, well, we need a we need a single. And I had already worked with Dream for years. Just um, he wrote some stuff for my group. Um, we were, we often recorded out of the same studio, Red Zone. And um, you know, we uh, my my team just made a couple calls like, yo, we need a single. It wasn't send me a few records. It was send me the one. Send me the one. Mm-hmm. Send me the one. And so Dream sent over a uh, bed. And um, I want to say that same night. No, actually, my um, by this time, I'm already signed to Capitol. So by, um, they came down. Uh, they flew They flew out from uh, from New York and L.A., um, Capitol, just to kind of see what the, what the progress was. And just so happened that night, bed was sent to my uh, label head, T.A., and they played the record, and uh, they cut the check that night, gave it the dream. I recorded the song, and I think maybe two weeks later, it was on the radio. So yeah. it was something crazy. Yeah. yeah. I just remember when that song came out. I remember finding that song on Concrete Loop. It was a blog back in the day. And just the feedback that that song got immediately, I knew it was a hit. Right, right, right. I mean, you know what's funny? Because the the the... The reference was different, you know. The reference you can hear in, like, for instance, when um, when Yeezy did the show and they played Dreams version, that was yeah. that was the reference, you know, which you could tell sounds, you know, it sounds different, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't like it. I was singing. He sang the song in falsetto, which it didn't sound bad. It was just, you know, like why I'm gonna sing? Why would I sing a whole song in falsetto? You know what I mean? Right. And it it just wasn't clicking. I was in the studio. It wasn't clicking. I, I spent like an hour and a half on trying to do it his way. I was just like, man, I don't know, bro. And, and the engineer, I can't even rem- remember who was engineering at the time. I think it might have been Scott. And um, he said, well, if you would do it your way, how would you do it? I said, start it over. And that's I, I did it that way, and that was it, man. You know, it was it was out of there from there. Yeah, it was a hit. So the next song after is uh, Betcha Never Had. Sean Garrett on the pen on that one. Uh, I mean, it was cool. You know, they were just, they did the typical, let's get in with every dope writer. You know what I mean? And um, that was was one of the writers that I got with, Sean Garrett. And um, it's funny because a, a funny story about that was I hadn't paid my dues enough, so I didn't get any credit on the record. Mm. But okay. yeah, I, I I changed a lot of things in that record to make it what it is. Okay. But, um, <laughs> let's just say that I I changed up some stuff lyrically. I wrote the bridge, you know what I mean. But they was like credit. You're not getting no credit on this. I was like, okay, right. okay, this is how it works. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah, that was written by Sean Garrett, co-written by Jay Holiday, just to set the record straight. <laughs> There you go. And then the song after is Lala. I think uh, Dream had a hand in that one as well. Yeah, me and Dream co-wrote that together. You know, he was like, man, you smoke weed? Let's do a song about weed. 
I was like, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how that would happen. It was just like, how can we make weed sexy? Mm. You know, because weed is just usually like, yo, roll up. You know, it's it's more of a, you know, a vibe. He was like, well, how, how can we make this into an a R&B vibe? And that's what came out. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the next song after is Come Here. Yeah, that was written by... Uh, by RL from Next. Okay. And um yeah, he just uh like I said, man, it, it was just a uh, man, let's get us let's get at least one to two songs from every Smash writer and right. that's what he sent me, you know. He said, Oh, I got the perfect record for you. Right. You know? Um you talked about this song earlier, Be With Me. That was your first single. Yeah. People look back now and everyone loves that record. Especially that bridge. That bridge yeah. was crazy. Yeah, that was so I give credit to Adonis Shropshire, which is another yeah. amazing writer. Um, I want to say he wrote my boo. Yep. Um, with uh, Usher and Alicia Keys. Um, yeah, he understood the the Marvin concept, you mm -hmm. know, and um, we co-wrote that together. And he was like, "Man, I'm not gonna be one of those writers that just give you a record and say, sing this." He said, "Man, it has to be comfortable for you." So he co-wrote it with me, and um. That's how I was introduced to Rodney Jerkins. Yeah. Nice. And then, of course, the record Suffocate, which, from my understanding, was actually a demo for Omarion. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we, we did that. I did that record, like, that was when I did that record when it was like, yo, I just left the group, got to make some money. Let's get it. Yeah. You know, so um, they paid me to do, this, to do the reference. So I got paid to put a record on the album. That was... So when it comes down to it, that's what happened. <laughs> but nice. um, no, it was it was just uh, the reason why we chose Suffocate was because it was like, well, we need a record because we had so many Marvin style records. We was like, we don't want to make the mistake again of trying to do the Be With Me thing. And then people kind of being like, ah, here he goes with the Marvin Gaye thing again. So we was like, well, what's something that's similar? And we was just going through all the records that we had. And my manager was like, oh, we still got Suffocate. I was like, suffocate. He's like, remember the song you did for Marion? I was like, yeah. He was like, um, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think they took it. So let's see if we can get it. And that, that's why that ended up being the third single. Second actually, you know, push single, but, but you know, that's why that ended up being the third single. Nice. So just finishing up here, the record Fatal. Jay, this is my favorite Jay Holiday record. Probably really? also the sad Jay Holiday record. This record, man. When I was like seventeen, this record it, it, it hit the feels like nothing ever could. <laughs> well, Fatal Fatal was actually me and my group. That was the one song that I took from uh, the project that I was doing with my group. Because one thing I wanted them to understand is I'm going solo, but I don't want y'all to think that hey man, I don't want y'all to think that uh, I'm just leaving y'all. I just have to do this for myself. I made sure that they got you know credit on it in the in the credits, you know. And um, that was written by JQ, which was also another uh, writer in the clutch at the time. I, I'm, I'm not sure the clutch is still together, but I'm pretty sure they're still writing. But um, yeah, JQ, he wrote that. And um, yeah, we left it just exactly how we recorded it with the group. I didn't change anything. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I pushed for that record to be on there. Yeah, that was a great record. <laughs> oh, man, Good choice. Yeah. Uh, next one we have is Without You, another one that Dark Child did. 
Yeah, he um. So at that time, it was like, well, we had "Be with Me." We did "Be with Me" and "Without You" at the same time. Yeah. And um, another song written by Adonis, well, me and Adonis, and uh, it was just following, the, just following the, looking for the sound. I was like, I want a sound that's new, that's that's young, but it has to have the old soul vibe to it. So, you know, mm -hmm. that's that's how that came about. Just still searching. That was that was still in the searching for the sound. You know? mm -hmm. And it just for some strange way, it all came together. I don't know. Right. Uh, the record after Pimpin' Me, I think this is like one of the fan favorites as well. Jasper did this record. Just talk about this one. Yeah, Pimpin' Me, uh, man, that's actually one of the fan favorites, man. Uh, every time I go, it's because I never perform it because it's so slow. I only perform that song with my band because mm -hmm. my band has a, a way that they play it that just, that it just, it, I don't know, it comes across a lot better, you know, um, you know, Jasper, man, is, is another is another great writer, man. And I was lucky to, not that not we just went through all those records, I was lucky to have all of those people yeah. be a part yeah. of my first album. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And then we have Thank You. I think Adonis wrote this one, too? Yeah. Or you co-wrote it with him? Yeah, no, nah, Adonis wrote that completely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, that was just another sexual for the ladies record. You know? Right. He was always great at those. I was just like, no, I don't need that from you. I need the music from you. So that's how we got Be With Me and Without You. But, um, yeah, no, Thank You is a uh, – that's one of those that you, you forget about it, but as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, man, I forgot about Thank You. you know? Yeah. And then to finish up this album, the last track, Fallen. Yeah, that was just me. Um, I don't know. I don't even really know why I did that record. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just wrote it, you know. Like, I mean, as an artist, as an artist coming up, not many artists get a chance to write or co-write so many songs on their first album and actually mm -hmm. have them liked. Um, so that was just me showing people that, I mean, I could do all types of different records and... It was just that, uh, just the thought process of, you know, trying to trying to deal with your relationship ending. You know what I mean? And um, my dog is snoring now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that it was just me writing and just expanding my expanding my uh, my writing capabilities. After being around all those different writers, I was like, oh, they're not gonna leave me out. You know, so. I had a chance to write to write some great records. Right, awesome. So that's that album, 2007. You just went through the whole track list from top to bottom. Gave some great stories. When you look back now at this album, what are some thoughts that come to mind? Say that one more time. My dog jumped up on me. My bad. No worries. Well, you know, we just went through this track list from top to bottom. You gave some great stories. Um, so when you think about this album now, what are some things that come to mind? Oh man, classic. You know, uh, I mean, my first man. All three of my albums are. You know, a lot of artists can't even be that kind of that that consistent. You know what I mean? Yep. And I don't mean to take nothing away from any artist, but right. it's kind of hard to be that consistent with the quality of your records. You know, sometimes people get lazy, or you know, they just want to hurry up and put out a project. But it 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 shows me that regardless of 
the naysayers, the haters, the whatever, you know. Um, it's a record, it's an album that'll never be denied. Right. Um, it was nominated for a Grammy, first album, new artist. I think I was the first R&B male artist to do it, um, you know, as a solo artist, R&B. Um, and, you know, I, I lost to some great talent, you know. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Mary J. Blige on that one. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It, it's, it, it's timeless. It, it's going to always be remembered. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's fast forward to 2020 now. You're set to drop your album. Do you have a release date for that? Is that still in the works? Nah, man. I need people to, to, to start demanding that music be put out the right way. You right. know what I mean? Um, you know, and, and, and for example, I get it. We're going through a hard time right now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I might get on and try to do some inspiration. And, you know, like the other day I did, a, I think, a little snippet of a gospel song. Mm -hmm. um, but... I don't know. People people seem to assume that uh, you know all artists or all people that are in the music industry that it's just great all the time. You know, it's, it's not great all the time, and that's for the best of the best. It's it's just not great all the time. And um, I'm not giving out no free, no free music, man. I'm not. Right. I refuse, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I refuse. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like what's going on now. People filing for unemployment. You know, me putting out free music is like me filing for unemployment on a consistent yeah. basis. <laughs> like, why would I? Why would I do that? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, I don't mind getting on singing. Um, I don't mind talking to the people. I don't mind taking pictures. But one thing I don't do is just give away the talent for free. I work hard right. at this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it has to be done the right way. You know, even right. if it's streaming through streaming, but it has to be with the right people that believe in it and aren't just looking at the dollar signs, man. You know. Dollar yeah. signs, they come and they go, but it has to be the right way. Just period. Yeah. It, it just has to be the right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know no other way to put it. And, and that's not me trying to be insensitive to what's going on now. Yeah. You know, but as you know, you said, I don't care about what social media is and not like I, mm -hmm. social media ain't my thing, bro. It, it's just yeah. not. You know what I'm saying? Social currency, you can't spend it nowhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. I don't, I mean, you, you might get a, if you're the right person showing the right piece of your body, you know, you might be able to get some endorsements or something somewhere, but social currency is, if you're going to use social currency, use it to, to be positive with people, you know what right. I mean? Uplift people, talk to people that wouldn't normally have a chance to talk to you. You know, don't use social media to just talk to the same people. You got their phone. You could call them right. like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, and you, those are the only people you talk to on social media. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me, you know? Yeah, um, no, 100%. but no, nah, it, it's it's coming, you know. And if we just got a gorilla style, it then that's what we're gonna do, you know. Right. Um, but it's still gonna be our way, you know. Um, big shouts out to Milton Says, Darius, um, Slow, and even the people that had anything to do with my career up until now, you know. Even though people part ways, it doesn't mean I don't appreciate the time spent. You know what I mean? Um. And it's gonna be done the right way, man. But we got some great music, and I just refuse to just to just throw it to the wind. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah, that's one of the biggest problems I have with artists constantly putting out music for free on streaming or whatever. It just devalues the art. We can't be doing that. I understand it's easy to put out, but you gotta also take the time 
and also make sure that people recognize that the music that we're all putting out, it's great music and it took time, money, and it's it has to be quality. Right. It has to be. It has yeah. to be, bro. I mean, and, and, and it has to be the best quality that you can do. Everybody can't. <laughs> everybody can't right. have the same quality. And mm -hmm. I boast about my skill. I boast highly about it, and I talk a lot of shit about it. And that's right. just because I was blessed. I've been doing this since I was in middle school, elementary school, middle school. I didn't just wake up and say, oh, man, I think I could get rich doing this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I put my my heart. I'm tired of singing, man. That's how long I've been singing. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but right. Jesus Christ, everybody, man, can you can you sing? No, man, come to the show. You know what yeah. I mean? Get in your car and come <laughs> to the show, man. Like, I don't, you know, we'll have more fun at the show. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to leave you with this because some people may know, some people might not know that. Oh, great, man. Uh, I'm bad not to cut you off. <laughs> no. Corona cut. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, during your come up, you were actually a background singer for Genuine at one point. So leave us with a background singer for Genuine story. Oh, man. That's when I realized that the, uh, that um, it really is a, a thing when they say groupie life. I, I, I was like, man, those are just stories. I don't believe that. That's bull. You know what I mean? That is real, man. It's it's real, and I don't mean in like a, a, a derogatory way or or uh, you know any kind of like nasty way or nothing. But it's just like I had a chance to he he gave me a chance to see some things. You know what I'm saying? As far as traveling and 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 how you be a professional on stage and how you treat your fans. Like, um, you know, we we even did Jeannie Jones before it went off the air, and um, that was my first time on TV. You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh my goodness. Like we on Jeannie Jones, like what's up? But um, yeah, man, just I don't really have a a a story. It's just I'm thankful, you know what I'm saying? To call my big brother, man, you know what I mean? Like he, he's he's done it for a few of us, man. Tank, Raheem, Devon, like me, yeah. you know what I mean? A lot of people wouldn't know that unless you know you speak on it, but you know um. He's always looked out for for home team and back home DMV. He's always looked out for us. Yo, Bubba, relax. <laughs> uh, he always looked out for us, man. You know what I'm saying? So, man, big shots out to him. My story was he gave me a chance, man. We yeah. didn't have to, you know. So, so let's leave it off with this. We're almost out of time here, but for a lot of up and coming artists who are trying to make it, would you recommend going that route? Um, and I know you had your other endeavors. You were in a group, but going that background singer wrote to make it to where you are today? Is that a smart choice? Because a lot of people think SoundCloud is the only option. I mean, if you want to learn some stuff, it's smart. You know what I mean? Um, if you just think you got it all figured out, man, go for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I wouldn't, everybody's, everybody's uh, road is different. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, some people don't even got no pavement down. It's just dirt. Some people got <laughs> gravel. Some people got pavement, you know. I don't know. It's just everybody's road is different, man. And I just tell them to 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 follow to follow their gut. And like Jay Z said, man, can't nobody tell you what you can do. You know what I'm saying? Um, the people around you are, are there to support you and tell you maybe when you're wrong or to try to kind of guide you certain ways. But the ultimate decision is up to you. You know. So um, 
I just tell them, man, just focus and and do it with with the the thought in mind that I'm doing it to make an impact right. and to be mentioned, not just to cut the checks. I mean, to to cash the checks that are cut. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <clears throat> like you know, do it. I want to be mentioned for you know in music. Like it's. Yeah. I did. I did it for that reason. I didn't want. I mean, of course, yeah. Who don't want to make money? You know yeah. what I'm saying. But the reason for me was to to be mentioned amongst the greats. Right. You know what I mean. So. Well, Jay, you've got our respect. Keep doing your thing. We look forward to the single ride. So to keep us posted, and appreciate you for taking the time out for this. For sure, for sure, bro. I appreciate you, man. Uh, we'll be in touch as soon as um. I'll probably get on the phone with Milton Sears later. They was in they was in here uh, watching. So uh, I'll probably get on with them, and we'll have some info for you. What up, Notch? Um, yeah, we'll have some info for you, man. And, uh, you know, y'all definitely always get exclusive, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, I appreciate it. Stay right. safe and talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Uh, man, I appreciate you, man. You already know. I mean, I know yep. right now you on um, – you on my on my live, but man, you know I got so y'all always have my back, man. So. Absolutely.